Hello and welcome to The Average Shepherd. My name is Father Sam French and today is the Sunday after Pentecost, which means it is Trinity Sunday. And today's homily is called Unsolved Mysteries. So let's get into it. One of my favorite paintings is called The Vision of St. Augustine by Sandro Botticelli. I recommend if you're listening to this podcast just to uh, do a Google image search for this painting. It will make a lot more sense if you have it in front of you. This image depicts St. Augustine walking along by the seashore, and before him is a young boy sitting on the sand next to a small pool. Why St. Augustine is going for a walk in his full liturgical vestments and wearing his bishop's hat, I've never been able to quite work out. However, more important than his clothing is the story behind this painting, which I think reflects beautifully the mystery that lies right at the heart of our Christian faith, the most holy trinity. The story goes like this. Every day for 30 years, Augustine would walk along the beach, contemplating the mystery of God for the sake of his upcoming masterpiece, a book called De Trinitate, or On the Trinity. Augustine's main question was, how can there be three persons in one God? A question no doubt all of us have probably struggled to understand. One day, however, his thoughts were distracted by a young boy on the seashore, engaged in a most peculiar task. He was darting up and down the beach with a shell in his hand, scooping water out from the ocean and running back to pour it into a small hole that he had dug in the sand. What are you doing? asked Augustine. I'm trying to scoop the ocean into my pool, responded the boy. Well, that's madness, said Augustine. It's impossible to get the whole ocean into that tiny little hole. The boy turned around and faced him and said, I will sooner have the entire ocean in my pool than you will have the mystery of the Holy Trinity in your tiny mind. And the boy disappeared. Now some accounts say the boy was an angel, others say it was the Christ child himself. Either way, he had come to give Augustine a dose of humility to remind him that human understanding pales before the greatest mysteries of our Christian faith, especially the mystery of the Holy Trinity, which we celebrate today. Now, last Sunday, we celebrated the great feast of Pentecost, where we heard Jesus addressing his disciples in the Gospel of John. And Jesus said to them, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them all now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into the complete truth. In other words, Jesus was saying to the disciples that the transcendent truth of God would blow our human minds unless we're helped to understand that truth by the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. It's amazing to think that Jesus had spent three years with his disciples, teaching them all the things they needed to know, the reality of sin, the need for repentance, the possibility of God's mercy and forgiveness, the promise of heaven, the duty to care for the poor and the vulnerable. If Jesus had already taught them all these truths, what then was the quote-unquote complete truth that Jesus was referring to, that the disciples would need to wait for the Holy Spirit in order to accept and understand. Well, one of the early church fathers named Origen gives us a clue. He says, Jesus is referring to the Holy Spirit who enters the souls of the apostles, quote, enlightening them regarding the nature and the faith of the Trinity, that is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, co-equal in the one God. But it's important to pay attention to the precise words of Jesus here. He does not say that the Spirit will simply give the apostles the complete truth, but rather he will guide them into the complete truth. 
The Holy Spirit doesn't come upon the disciples and just dump the entire truth on them all in one go, but rather he gradually reveals it to them over the course of time, at the pace that we are able to accept it. In fact, if we look at history, it wasn't until 381 AD at the Council of Constantinople that the bishops of the church finally agreed on a definition of the Trinity as three persons of the same substance, a definition which, which is accepted by all Christians around the world even today. Since then, scholars of every age have debated, they've studied, and they've fought to further clarify and unlock the mystery of the Trinity at the heart of our faith. I remember during my seminary training, learning Trinitarian theology, where we used all kinds of fancy words like hypostasis, consubstantiality, filiation, spiration, procession, all of these technical ways of talking about God using the gift of our human reason. But like the little child said in this painting of St. Augustine, at the end of the day, all of our intellectual efforts don't even scratch the surface of God's great mystery. Ultimately, the mystery of God as Trinity boils down to a matter of faith, and it's beyond rational explanation. St. Hilary of Poitiers famously said, Though I may fail to grasp the full meaning of the Trinity, I nonetheless give it the firm assent of my mind and my heart. At the end of the day, this is really all the Church is asking of us, to believe what God has revealed about himself. Now up to this point, I've been talking about the Trinity as a concept, as a doctrine for us to believe. But if we stop there, I think we've missed the entire point of today's feast. The feast of the Holy Trinity is ultimately not about doctrine. It's about relationship. That's why I think the best way to speak about the Trinity is through the analogy of love. So if anyone asks you to explain to them the Trinity, I recommend you answer in this way. The Father is the lover from whom love eternally flows forth. The Son is the beloved who forever receives that love. And the Holy Spirit is the love itself which flows between them. Why this is important is because you can't have a lover without a beloved. You can't have a beloved without a lover. And you can't have either without love itself. The persons of the Trinity depend on each other and exist forever in one eternal embrace of love. The lover, the beloved, and the love which flows between them. But how is all of this talk about God's self-love relevant to us? Well, the answer lies in today's second reading from Paul's letter to the Romans. He says, quote, By faith and through Jesus Christ, we have entered this state of grace in which we can boast about looking forward to God's glory. In other words, God became human so that we can become like God. The whole point of Jesus coming into the world was to invite us into this relationship with the Father. And how does he do it? Well, St. Paul says, quote, The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. The Holy Spirit, therefore, is like the electric cable that connects our soul directly to the power source of God. So as Catholic Christians, we are men and women of the Holy Spirit. Let's never take that gift for granted. The Holy Spirit of God dwells in us and invites us into an intimate relationship with God as Trinity. 
If this personal relationship of prayer with God is not at the center of our lives, then our whole life of Christian faith is off balance. Let's strive this week, therefore, each day to invoke the Holy Spirit in prayer, to connect us to the love of the Father, and transform our lives to live like the Son. I'll say that again. Each day this week, let's invoke the Holy Spirit in prayer to connect us to the love of the Father and transform our lives to live like the Son. That's what it means to share in the life of the Trinity. Let's finish with a prayer. O most holy Trinity, we adore you who dwell by your divine grace in our souls. Increase our holiness. Teach us to pray. Make us love you with a pure heart. Guide our lives and our actions so that we may share your love to the world and live with you now and forever in heaven. We ask this in the holy name of Jesus through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we finish as we always do by invoking the Trinity with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help me spread the word and the Average Shepherd podcast, you can do so by throwing it up online and sharing with your friends and family. Thank you and God bless.